on the surface, a huge part of my life was still doing everything that was expected of me. And I think that kind of just continued to taper into my adult life until one day I realized, oh, I actually am. I thought I was rebelling and doing my own thing, and I'm not. Hey, Soul Family, it's Emily here, and I am the host of Awaken the Wisdom podcast. In each episode, we embark on a journey to uncovering deeper truths, reprogramming those limiting subconscious beliefs, quantum manifestation, and more. Assisted by the guidance of the angels, ascended masters, creator, and even guest speakers, we always ensure you walk away with the actionable life-changing practices that will shape you into the creator of your reality. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Awaken the Wisdom podcast. I welcome Claire here, and she's a soul specialist in so many wonderful things. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her journey to ultimate freedom, pretty much. So welcome, Claire. Um, Tell us about yourself. And a question I always like to ask everyone who comes on the show is, what is your energy identity? Oh, Um, Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. So happy to be here. I am Claire Campagna, as you mentioned. Um, I work with young professionals primarily. Um, We work through connecting with the soul. That was basically my own journey took me to this exact spot as well. Really, um, I think a lot of millennials deal with that identity crisis moment of like doing everything we were supposed to do. (laughs) I'm using my air quotes, supposed to do. Um, expected to do and you know finally figuring out what we like to do is is my goal energy identity that's such a fun question (laughs) I think I think I would say I don't know if this is the right way to answer but I am here to open hearts and open minds like I feel like my energy when I'm around people, that's just naturally what happens. And uh, the amount of times I've had people say to me, I have, how did you just get me to be so weird? I've been talking to you for five minutes. And I'm like, it's not weird. It's just how you actually are. And you're just like, okay with being that way with me because I'm giving you the space to feel safe to do that. And like most conversations don't allow you to feel that way. Um, so I don't know if that's an energy identity necessarily, but I feel like it's the energy that I uh, bring to the table. No, and that's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the energy that you give out to the world to allow other people to be that beautiful reflection of that, right? Um, so I want to get right into today's topic, which is about the beliefs around the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and how I, in quote unquote, need to show up right? And what I'm supposed to do. And as somebody who I've gone through the dismantling of this belief, so this one really hits home for me. But tell me a little bit about your journey and your story about how you broke the the belief around shoulds and shouldn'ts. So probably like many other people, I feel like mine kind of got catapulted in the pandemic. (laughs) Um, I felt the inklings of it prior for sure, but I was able to be too busy, you know, have excuses, push it away, not feel it. Um, But come March, 2020, there was no choice but to feel everything that was coming up. Um, And really for me, it was that waking up one day, it really felt like and being like, I 
how did I become a person that goes through the motions? How did I become a person that literally just is on autopilot all day long? And this was my worst nightmare and here I am. Um, it was a real reality check slapped to the face type thing, uh, the way it kind of hit me. And I think I spent a really long time just feeling resentment and anger and just like annoyance over it. Like I felt almost like a teenager again. A lot of that inner teenager came up for me like angsty, like I hate the world. I hate what I've, (laughs) this life that I'm stuck in, you know? And, and then it also was tied with guilt of being, you know, watching all this horror going on quite literally in the world. And I'm over here with a pretty good life, you know, in comparison to a lot of, a lot of people on a global scale and I'm not happy. And so I was, you know, that was another reason that took me a while to face it. Cause I've, I've got everything I was supposed to have. I've got everything that I'm expected to have and expected to do. I've got a good job, got a good relationship. I have friends, I have family that I am close with. Why am I so unhappy? Um, and I couldn't pinpoint it. I couldn't pinpoint what it was. And, you know, ultimately it took a really long time of sitting in that frustration and discomfort for me to realize it's that I, I don't even know myself. It's that I did everything I was expected to do my whole life, even though it didn't feel like it to me, you know, necessarily. I think the example that always comes up for me is I think of myself in high school and I'm getting good grades. I'm like captain of a sports team. Like I'm doing all the things on the surface that look good. But in my head, I'm like, I'm not a good kid. Like I'm getting hammered on the weekends and like partying and doing all this stuff that feels rebellious to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, ultimately I'm still on the surface. A huge part of my life was still doing everything that was expected of me. And I think that kind of just continued to taper into my adult life until one day I realized, oh, I actually am. I thought I was rebelling and doing my own thing, and I'm not. Um, And, you know, since then, it's kind of just been this undoing and deconditioning process for a couple years now and probably will be for the rest of my life. Um, And really it's changed my life and now I've kind of turned that to help other people do the same thing because it's you have to know who you are and what you value at the end of the day otherwise what what are you doing (laughs) and I like what you said there that it's going to be a lifelong journey and experience because once you dip your toes into self-exploration and self-discovery and awareness it doesn't stop because there's so many more layers that we continue to peel back and oh, I didn't know this about myself, or why did I act this way, or why do I feel so much anger towards this experience, right? And then we start to do that digging work, and we're like, oh, okay, I picked this up from childhood, or I feel I need to protect myself from this. And so, yeah, it's definitely a lifelong journey that it's fun when you can be on the other side of it, and you get used to the patterns of it. But at the beginning, it's quite challenging. So I'm curious to know, and for all the listeners out there, how can we begin to start this journey of self-exploration, especially when we are in that space when we're unhappy? No matter what we have, we're still unhappy. Yeah, I think think the path is probably, you know, it's going to look different for everybody, of course. 
Um, for me, it took a really long time of like quite literally took a year probably of just allowing myself to just be pissed, to be annoyed. Um, and just, I think at the end there, I was begging for clarity and could have been doing things to find it. Um, but for me, it took taking action. I, I have the, uh, the blessing and curse of paralysis by analysis. <laughs> huge overthinker, huge overthinker. I think a lot of people are in today's world. And I had a lot of fear that was coming up around, you know, taking the wrong first step. Like I had so many things I wanted to try that I had never thought about trying before as I'm trying to figure out like, what do I even like? You know, asking myself these questions for the first time and then all these fears come up. So for me, it was really one day, the the discomfort of where I was at just became greater than my fear of trying something. Um, and I just started doing things. And some of them, you know, and by doing things, I mean like I went to a women's circle, which was so out of, out of my sphere, but I'm like, that's where I'm at. Sounds like something I need to do. I'm just going to follow the nudge, um, get my yoga teacher training certification. Like I just started doing things and some resonated more than others. And, but it was actually doing things instead of, you know, reading the books, listening to the podcast that really helped me to get the courage to do it. But consuming content is very different than actually taking action. So um, I would say when you feel ready, that's the best first step, in my opinion. Obviously, there's a lot of mental, there's a lot of emotional that's going to come after the fact um, and process that a million different ways. There's so many ways you can do it. I don't think it's a one size fits all, but I do think that actually taking action and trying new things is not going to hurt anything for for anyone on that journey. And this is something that's come up a lot for my clients and even myself sometimes is this energy that I should be further along. I should have more wisdom. I should be healed by now, right? So I'm curious to know how you work through your own shoulds and you help other people do the same thing. So how you help them work through the shoulds of I need to be further along than I actually am. Yeah, I... I definitely have incorporated a ton of gratitude along the way, um, which, you know, seems easy, but it's definitely a conscious effort. You have to be intentional about uh, actually waking up every single day and feeling gratitude because I think there is absolutely no harm in wanting something different in wanting to be further in wanting more even than what you have. But you also have to be grateful for where you're at. You have to recognize how far you have come. Um, I think that was like a, a really helpful thing that actually took me out of that little hole that I was in for a whole year of, you know, one day realizing, okay, wait, uh, even a couple months ago, I didn't even know that I was on autopilot. So yes, I'm pissed. Yes, I don't have what I want. I'm, I feel stuck where I'm at right now. I don't know where I'm going, but at least I know. And it's reminding yourself of those things. I think something really helpful um, that I've heard some people do is like a wins sheet. 
um, you know, taking, like, quite literally writing it down on a post-it note, a bunch of things that just make you really proud about yourself, make you really happy about where you are and what you've done, and just taking a look at that. Anytime you're feeling that feeling is, you'd be surprised how quickly your brain can switch modes and, you know, appreciate where you're at and still want to have more. Mm-hmm. One of the the practices that I do with my alchemy students is we write down an alchemizing sheet or a check-in or an aha moment because even just gaining more wisdom about your behaviors is progress, right? Yes. Because the first step is awareness and then it's in taking action. So even doing these small and Again, it's not a normal thing for us to do. A quotation's normal, right? It's we don't celebrate our wins as much as we focus on what we haven't got in our life, right? So I, I know that for myself when I started this, for the alchemy students when they started this, it there was so much resistance, and they'd be like, nothing came up for me," and I'm like, "Well, did you not realize about this, this, and this?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but I'm like, no, that's that's a huge win, right? That in itself, just the awareness is so powerful." Right. Um, and so I love that. And I love the gratitude practice. It's such uh, I want to say it's like a cliche, like, oh, show gratitude. But it's honestly so powerful if we're doing it right. It is. I fully agree. And everyone's looks different. I mean, for me, literally going on a five minute walk, even outside, going and sitting in my backyard and just like putting my hands and my feet on the grass just the smallest things when you're actually out there and you don't have your phone with you and you you're like oh my gosh there's so many butterflies out today or whatever it may be you just if you put the intention out there that you want to feel gratitude you want to get out of this rut you'd be surprised how quickly you can Uh, but you have to you have to do your part the universe isn't going to do it all for you you have to want to get out of the rut, to get out of the rut. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I actually really like that line. You have to ask for it, you have to want it, and the universe will meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just going to pull you out if you're not doing anything to, <laughs> to get there. You have to, you have to ask it to help you, and it will. So now, when we have that intention, we want to get out. We're starting to practice our gratitude, but then that should energy comes in then that I'm supposed to be in this space or even I know I felt this when I started going through my journey is still wanting to hold on to my old tribe and my old behaviors because there was going to be a lot of pushback to those who were still living that lifestyle right and I'd have their opinions put on me and their beliefs put on me of well you're supposed to be drinking come on, it's okay if you drink this one night or you can stay out this one night when I want to go home and meditate or do some healing or go to a woman's circle, which are honestly amazing. I went to the first one ever this summer and I loved it. But yeah, so how can we work through almost filtering out those old beliefs and behaviors that our family, our friends, those who are entertaining the old life are still entertaining while still staying in alignment with wanting to change. I hope that question made sense. It did. Okay. Um, and actually that's not directly necessary. 
really that that really is like that's why I kind of went down the process that I did and that's then turned into the process that I work with my clients with and it really starts with understanding what your motives are what your values are what you even care about first like kind of just taking it back even and understanding that first and foremost what am I here to do what am I doing and why am I doing it you know um and then from there looking at your life, being really, really honest with yourself, being ready to open that can of worms and, you know, really being like, which areas are in alignment, which ones are out of alignment with those things that I just identified that matter to me. Um, And from there, that situation that you just brought up, for me at least, I don't want to say it got easy, but it got easier. It got... I had less resistance because I understood why I felt inclined to feel like I needed to drink in the first place to be around these people, why I felt like I had to say yes to go out even when I knew and felt in my body that I did not want to. Um, And I think it's going to, again, look different for everybody, the way that they actually implemented and integrated into their lives. For me, it was, you know, kind of testing the waters with quote-unquote safer relationships where I was like I can say no to this person and they're not used to me saying no but they're not going to not talk to me again if I do Mm -hmm. Um, until you know now I'm at the point where I am not saying yes to anything I don't want to do even if it's going to someone in my family's wedding or something like (laughs) you know Um, so I think for me it was taking baby steps because your brain is going to be not cool with it. Your brain wants you to feel safe and to feel safe, it needs predictable patterns, which are the things you've been doing. So when you start acting outside of the way that you've been acting your whole life, I don't even want to say acting, behaving Mm -hmm. is probably a better word. um, It's going to start panicking and really knowing and reminding yourself of why you're taking each action you're taking for me was was a huge step to actually get to a point where now the past like three weddings that I was literally a bridesmaid in I did not have a sip of alcohol at the wedding at the bachelorette I still had a ton of fun and my friends were all drinking they were having a good time like normal and you know it's there's a way to balance it all mm-hmm. um I, and and make it work but you just have to figure out why you're doing everything you're doing really is what it comes down to what get to the root Mm -hmm. and that resistance piece that you mentioned is that's the point where a lot of mental fortitude comes in to push through that resistance and surrender to that resistance Mm -hmm. and not allow yourself to go back Right? Because it's that is that pivotal opportunity for you to reprogram, for you to choose a new way of living. But a lot of us get caught up in that resistance because it is um, trying to change, but some part of us may not be ready to change. So can you tell us a little bit about how we can work with this resistance in a way that is a little more graceful? say the word graceful (laughs) yes I actually was I didn't know where your question was going to go with that and I was going to go back to (laughs) to that point so I'm glad that you asked that um I think it is a hugely important piece that a lot of you know 
coaches, processes, influence, you know, like spiritual influencers, whatever, preach, it's like self-development, self-development, and then they kind of leave out the self-compassion piece along the way. And I needed self-compassion throughout this process. I am an extremely compassionate person with other people. Um, that was a part of something that I have learned over the past couple of years doing this work on, with myself. Um, I thought I was t- just in general, but I wasn't being compassionate towards myself. Um, and I didn't realize that because I just identified as a compassionate person. So to me, that is an integral piece of going through this journey because it's not linear. There are going to be times where you you know, you've gotten so far, you've done so many things in the direction that you want to be heading. And then you take a step backwards, you take four step backwards. And you're like, why the hell did I actually go out last night, get hammered, do stupid things, say stupid things. You're like that. Why did I just allow myself to do that? I'm so annoyed. And it's really easy to beat yourself up. And you're like, I guess it's not meant for me. You know, um, and fall back into those old ways, but having that self compassion and recognizing that that's why I'm saying it's a lifelong journey. Like, you're <laughs> it's not going to be linear, you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. Um, but giving yourself grace, like you said, making it a graceful experience, and instead of seeing things as mistakes and failures, it's recognizing again, this feels cliche, but it's so true like, recognizing there's something to learn and take away from every one of those experiences is so key to to actually growing and not repeating them again. Mm -hmm. I'm five years into my spiritual awakening awareness journey. And even the other day I go to my partner and I'm like, it is so easy to dip into being unconscious Mm -hmm. because I had just found myself an autopilot and the anxiety came back, all those old feelings that I used to feel. And we talked about it and I could have beat myself up about it and say, okay, I'm back at square one, but it was really just another opportunity for me to reground myself, to realign myself, to figure out, okay, what other beliefs am I holding on to from my past that no longer serve me, right? But no matter where you are in your journey, there are going to be times when you dip unconscious, when you go back into autopilot in your old behaviors, and I found, at least for me, changing the perspective of why it's happening really, really helps. So not that I'm backtracking, but it's another opportunity, another opportunity to learn, to grow, to heal, to transform. And that helped with the resistance of what I was feeling in that moment. For sure. I fully agree with all of that. And and recognizing too, kind of like we were saying, the lifelong journey, it's like, you think you're healed until you do something else. And it's realizing, oh, there's clearly something that just, you know, triggered me or made me react in a certain way that I thought I had healed that piece and I didn't fully heal it yet. Um, It's still there. It's always going to be there. And you do have to make a conscious effort every single day for this process to actually work, you know, to actually continue to grow. And there's days when you're probably not going to do that and it's okay. It's just recognizing and being mindful and being present enough to catch it before it, you know, turns into years and years of not realizing that you've Mm -hmm. done it. (laughs) 
And something that just came forward that I'd love to touch on really quickly is this this matrix energy i'll say that we need to be busy right we should be doing more work we should be more productive and those shoulds are really really keeping us in that masculine energy and i know we had our podcast scheduled for last friday and we just talked about this before we hopped on that that day for me i had to cancel my full day because it was a shadow work day right i needed to do all that healing but I even face that, well, I should be doing work. I should be showing up for my podcast episodes. I, and all of these energies that for the first like two hours, I was just stuck in this resistance of, am I actually okay to be doing this? So I'd love for you to touch on that and either your experience or what you have found works the best with this energy that the matrix is kind of placing on us that we need to be doing something all the time. Yeah, I am personally going through that in a major way right now. I just quit my corporate job of seven years. Um, <laughs> literally, I, which is like, woo, total masculine energy. Um, it's currently, it's August 11th, and that my last day was uh, the last day of July. So I am now trying to figure out, you know, not how to not repeat that pattern of what I'm so used to. I'm so used to going 150% all day, every day, and do, do, doing, and then, you know, basically burning myself out, like getting to the point where I quite literally can't do anything more and then going to sleep. And um, trying to basically now not repeat those patterns that I'm so accustomed to in this new life that I literally worked so hard to create for myself. It's so easy to, you know, fill the space, fill the time with all kinds of things. And I think for me, reminding myself that the whole reason that I'm doing this, it goes back to those values. It goes back to what do I care about? Reminding myself that this was what I wanted, this time and space and flow is what I was looking for. So really reminding myself to respect that and honor that is so so key to not falling into the same thing in a different industry basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's it's really easy to do and it's really easy I think that falls back also on the like comparisonitis that everyone gets and imposter syndrome it's like if I'm not working this hard like why am I even getting paid to do this um, mm-hmm. And it's it's not about how hard you're working. It's about what you're here to offer. It's about are you impacting people? And working hard is not going to necessarily translate into you know changing lives and helping people. It's honoring your own needs so that you can honor others. Mm-hmm. And it's you know that's an easier said than done type thing. And I don't I don't have the magic answer on that one, but. I'm still working through it personally, and to me, that that's been the helpful reminder. Like, this is what you want, and allowing yourself to be in it and feel what feels right is is really the key. Um, and I, if I can, also tie this back to human design. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me too, I'm a projector. I don't know how familiar you are with human design, but uh, projectors are really people that are not meant to 
work themselves to the point where they are burnt out by the end of the day and have to crawl into bed. Like you are meant to get in bed before you're tired as a projector um, and allow yourself that time to be in your own energy and like totally simmer down. Um, basically like drain your energy slowly versus just deplete it mm-hmm. and go to sleep. Um, so really understanding your design as well is can be really helpful if if you're into that kind of thing. For me, it was super, super helpful because it, it really validated a lot of what I was feeling already on a subconscious level. Like, oh, no wonder I don't feel in flow with a corporate job that's eight to five. Like, I'm quite literally not meant to do that energetically. <laughs> Yeah, I've just recently dipped my toes into the human design. And as I mentioned before, you're definitely going to come back on and we're going to have a whole conversation about human design as well, because I find it so fascinating. And I really, really enjoyed what you said about the the honoring that you chose this new life, right? That the masculine energy doesn't work for you anymore. And chances are, for any of those who are going through leaving the corporate world to start their own business it is because that masculine energy didn't serve them but again this process is not linear like you said and I actually had another podcast episode where someone had mentioned that it was imagine instead of a linear path it's actually a globe and a circle and no matter what direction you go in you're always going to reach your purpose right so it doesn't really matter which direction you go you're going to learn something either way um and for me i found that getting out of that masculine energy there are some days where in the middle of the day i'm like okay i'm definitely in autopilot i'm just gonna go lie down and i'll literally do nothing but lie down and force myself to do nothing and sometimes my partner will walk in and be like emily are, are you okay and i'm like yeah i just i have to be in the feminine energy like i just i gotta i can't be in the masculine anymore i gotta just relax but it takes that repeated pattern of training your brain and your body to live in a new way. Because again, like you said, it's so used to those old patterns. So it can dip into that unconscious autopilot so easily that finding these little practices throughout your day to ensure that, okay, what is this going to get me to? Is this going to get me to my alignment or is this going to feed my old life? And asking that question can really help with recalibrating where you're focusing your energy on yep no i i fully am learning how to do that right now and i will say too for me i feel like it's really the balance between the two that works best for me is what i'm realizing like i do i do appreciate the structure and the um kind of like the the vision, if you will, that masculine energy brings. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that aspect of it. And I kind of need that because when I do get too into the, my feminine energy, I really find myself kind of making excuses in the other direction. Like I will lay on the couch all day for multiple days. I could do that really easily too. <laughs> so personally, I'm trying to figure out how, like that balance, exactly like you're saying, like, okay, can I wake up and feel like, does it feel best for me right now in this moment to sit down and like slowly enjoy my breakfast or is right now like a good time for me to crank out an article because I'm feeling really mental and intellectual right now so it's it's really 
going moment by moment is what I'm realizing and like recognizing to just honor whichever peak or valley you are Mm -hmm. at in your cycle and go with it and be okay with it. I love that. The, The balance is definitely key, especially when you are an entrepreneur too right? Because a lot comes up, which we could have a whole nother conversation about that. But uh, I want to know, how do you work with your clients to get them to this place of freedom, of happiness, of greater self-awareness? So we do start with a human design and astrology birth chart reading. Um, In my opinion, that's a really just a helpful starting place if you're going on a self-actualization, personal development journey, um, especially for people who have never sat down and considered who am I before, if you have never sat down and asked that question. And I will be the first one to say, I am not an astrologer, I'm not a human design specialist. Like I definitely know enough about both topics to speak on them fully, to, um, they both came very easily to me, easily isn't the right word, naturally to me. Um, how to read them, those charts, but they're both so complex. Um, But to me, it's a really helpful starting place to kind of get that validation a lot of the time and, you know, not necessarily take it like everything in it is written and it is exactly how it's going to be, but take what resonates with you. And I have never seen anybody walk away and not had at least something resonate with them. And they're like, I've never heard it described this way before, but that's exactly how I feel. Um, And I think that's kind of the beauty of getting the whole chart read versus just knowing your sun sign, your star sign. It's Mm -hmm. like, you're paradoxical, you're multidimensional, you have other aspects of your personality. So starting there and recognizing that really helps us to then, when we go through the journey that I take them through, we can use that language, we can use that understanding to kind of make sense of a lot of like, hey, this is maybe where that's that pattern is showing up from. Um, and from there, we we go down the values path. We go down the what do you what do you care about? What do you actually want in this life? And then recognizing where you're at today, what aligns with that, what does not align with that. Judgment free, shame free. It's like a brain dump moment right there. Um, and then from there, getting to the roots of like, okay, well, for those things that are out of alignment let's figure out why you brought them into your life in the first place. Why are you attracting these things? Why are you allowing them if they aren't in alignment? A lot of times it's, you know, the first answer is because I've never thought about it before. And it's like, okay, but but then we got to figure out you didn't have to be thinking about it to brought it in. So why did you bring it in still? Um, and that piece can take a lot of time. That piece, we can really stay there for a while because that, that ties in a lot of that inner child work, that deconditioning piece um, that's so huge in understanding yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, we, we really just then, once we get past that, we start to reset, reframe, and reimagine, okay, now we know what we probably need to release and let go of and leave behind and we also know what we want more of so starting to figure out some actual tangible action items of how to bring more of that into your life and like ultimately the goal is to help them to know themselves well enough to be able to then cultivate a life that's actually going to fulfill them and actually going to bring them satisfaction and peace so how long does this process that you work with your clients usually take 
Yeah, so it's a four-month process, um, and I would say that's kind of loose as well. It's not like set in stone. It's however long we really need to take, but it's it's typically around four months. We talk every other week through all of this stuff. Um, as you heard, that's only about like six steps. Mm-hmm. So it's you have time over those um, 16 weeks to really dive into to each of them and where you're at, and like one step might take a day and the others might take three weeks. Um, and we also, from like the astrological side, we use the full moon and new moon at certain points throughout that process as well. I give pre-recorded meditations for them and some journal prompts specific to them and where they're at to really help undo and release a lot of those deconditioning beliefs when there's a full moon like there is tonight. I know, um, so exciting. And really, yes, and really set new intentions and, um, you know, try to reimagine their lives for the new moon. So we, we do try to cycle it up with that as well. I love that. And even if it's four months, I just want to put it out there because I have a three-month program as well. And there's people who go through this as, well, I should be healed by the end of it, right? And it's like, no, 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 this is just the beginning to your lifelong journey and you have that support and now you have the tools so you're not going in blind because like you and I we went in a lot more blindly than those who we are helping because we didn't have we might not have had those coaches right I know I didn't have a coach when I went through mine um so yeah even letting go of the I should be completely healed at the end of these four months or three months because it doesn't work that way right if you took 28, 35, 50 years to be living a certain way, do you really think that in three months, everything is gone? Not going to happen. No. No. I'm giving you the tools to understand yourself so that you can then figure it out yourself. That is really the goal. I am not here to tell you the answers. I'm not here to tell you what you need to do. I'm telling you how to figure out what to do because it's not going to look the same for you as it did for me and I I do feel like I I do know that one of my gifts is being able to see pretty clearly what people should do so I can help you know direct you I can help you to understand better probably more than you can because I I really again as a projector act as a mirror Mm -hmm. I can really help people and see it pretty quickly what is blocking them and what they're resisting so that's really what I'm here to do is just help you figure it out so that you can figure it out yourself. And I do want to say one other piece to what you just mentioned, because yes, I fully agree. And a lot of people get pretty passionate about like, why am I not fixed? Why am I not healed? And that's viewing yourself as something that needs to be fixed. Like you're not broken. Um, Mm -hmm. That really, that really gets at me when people view themselves that way. It's like, that's not what this is. This is about understanding yourself and connecting with yourself in a deeper way than you ever had. It's not about fixing things and you're not you're not a like a broken toy. You're you're somebody that probably needs love and needs nurturing and you need it from yourself to be able to give it to other people fully and um yeah, I think I just wanted to mention that 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 always gets me when people are like, why am I not healed? I'm like, you aren't broken. <laughs> no, that's actually such a good line. And I'm probably going to end up naming the podcast episode that because that is such an important message to get out there that no one's broken. Nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. Right? You're just learning a new way to live. 
I'm not trying to fix you. I'm trying to help you to live in better alignment with who you actually are, not with who people told you you were. Oh, I love all of this. And for everyone listening, go back and listen to this episode all over again. There's so much beautiful <laughs> wisdom here. Um, but tell us, where can we find you? Uh, I would say probably the two best places to find me are just my website, clairecompagna.com, or my Instagram is Campagna. And as you can probably tell, I love talking about this stuff. I could literally talk about it all day. So feel free to DM me. You don't have to be a client. Just want to talk. I am here for it. And I'll make sure to add all of your links to the show notes as well for everyone who wants to work with you, which I highly suggest because you are holding so much wisdom and I know you're going to help so many people. Uh, But the last question I have for you is what is your piece of wisdom to allow others to awaken their wisdom within? Mm, That's a great question. I think I'm going to go back to my, my energy type, honestly, as long as, you can live with an open mind and an open heart, you will get there. Um, Really allowing yourself to be open to different perspectives and be open to changing your mind around things that you have very firmly believed in the past is a huge, huge step in moving forward. And, you know, and the other side of that is having your, your heart open as well and allowing allowing yourself to receive and give love in a bigger way than you probably were when you were more guarded. So those would be my two, my two biggest tips. I love that. And thank you so much for coming on here today and for sharing all of your wisdom to all the listeners of Awaken the Wisdom podcast. Thank you for giving me a space to do it. This was fun. That was such a fun episode and Claire's energy is just so bright, so vibrant and she's actually coming into the Conscious Creators Club in December and she is going to dive even deeper into the human design and how that can help your manifestations, help your healing, help your transformation. So stay tuned for that new podcast episode with Claire in addition to if you want to have your human design reading, make sure you join the Conscious Creators Club as she's going to give us an in-depth reading of exactly how we can use our human design to manifest. If you haven't left a review yet on Awaken the Wisdom podcast, go now to your favorite listening platform and leave a review as it truly helps to get this message out there to help more beautiful beings on this path to enlightenment, to self-awareness, to healing. And I truly love to read the reviews that you leave. I thank you so much for being here, for dedicating your time and your energy and namaste.